gosh, I've met most of you at the booth. So this is even like great. We're already family. I love that. Um, as Pastor Jim said, my name is Pam Lund and I serve as the Dean of the Minnesota School of Ministry and the Internship Director um, for the um, Minnesota District. And I'm so thrilled I get to do that. You guys, I got the best job in the district, seriously, because I get to, you know, it's like 34% of the people that got credentials yesterday walked the stage were in some students and cried like a baby, just like a proud mother. So, <laughs> but anyway, I want to talk a little bit about, get us started here. Um, you know, the credentialing process sometimes can be a little confusing. Um, it's like, okay, where do I start? I, I have this tug in my heart. I don't know what to do with it, you know, and you know what? I'm just going to tell you that you are really, really normal. <laughs> okay. When we have people come into the Minnesota School of Ministry, a lot of them don't know what they just they just don't understand why they're there they just have that you know I gotta do this and that's really normal because God is transitioning not only you um, taking classes but trying to work out that call in your life as you pursue him and you're asking God what is this what is this that you put inside of me um, we want you to um, you're gonna be changing you know, emotionally and spiritually and in just so many different ways. And I'm just here to tell you that Aaron and I want to do nothing but help you through that process. So let me go back to what Pastor Jim was talking about. We kind of work as a three-legged stool. And I kind of take the first part of that, or I'm the kind of the first stop. Because if you're working for credentials, and maybe you don't even know that you're working toward credentials, you just want to take classes or you just feel that's what you need to do, um, that's where um, I come in. And you can take classes uh, through the Minnesota School of Ministry. There's other ways that you can take classes. You can take it through North Central University. Maybe some of you took some classes you did at North Central. Um, and uh, maybe some of you have done Korean classes. You've done online classes. And so what we want to do is we want to make sure that we have, at the very beginning, get those transcripts from other schools and see what you need to take. Because a lot of the times, you know, you've already taken some of those classes. But if you haven't, that's okay, too, because we'll take good care of you. All the classes at the Minnesota School of Ministry, and we're one of 37 schools across the United States, um, set up for people so that every class that you take works and it can be applied toward um, credentials if, you, if that's what you're choosing to do. We have a lot of people who just want to say, hey, you know what, I just want to get better at Romans. Or I just, you know, I just want to come in and take classes. We love that. Um, we have a wide variety of people. If you look in this room, you know, we're not a bunch of 12-year-olds, you know. We're of that age. <laughs> Probably on the upper end of that. But you know what, this is, this is what it looks like there. People that are have jobs, people that are um, they have families, you know, they're key people in the church, um, and they're not new to Christianity, they're not new to ministry, if you will, okay? So that's kind of who we have there. Um, the, at the Minnesota School of Ministry, what we do is it's um, you work uh, three weeks before your class, and then you come in one day a month. Um, we have uh, three locations in English and one in Spanish. Um, the three locations, one is in Cloquet, one's in St. Cloud, and one is in Lakeville, right down by Buck Hill. So we're just blocks from Buck Hill. So um, very convenient. We want to keep it convenient for people. But the, this is the part that's really important, is that we want you to start developing relationships with other Christians who are, have this tug in their heart, that have this like, God, what are you doing in me, you know? And so that's what we want to do is we want to just get you prepared. We want to help you on that journey, help you on, help you as you are pressing into God to say, okay, God, what are you doing? You know, help me understand where I'm at. Um, now, I've got some students over here. <laughs> and uh, am I telling you the right thing? You, you correct me if I'm wrong. Um and it is a great time because when you come in on a Saturday, you'll take your test, you'll do your homework, you'll come in and take a test, and then you have a 
amazing teachers that will sit for the rest of the time and just feed into you about that particular subject. Um, we have uh, amazing pastors who teach leadership. We have um, PhDs from North Central that come in and teach. Um, and don't let that scare you. Um, uh, we've got just amazing teachers that, and the one reason that we even want to invite them to teach is because they want to give you everything they got. They want to invest in you. They want God's best for you. So that takes care. So the first steps as we're talking, before I turn this over to Aaron, is um, I just want you to know that there are, um, get your transcripts if you've gone somewhere else. And even if you had, um, if you went to a Christian college, uh, North Central, I think that's what we talked, um, and you had an education degree, but you still took some Bible classes. So, you know, let's let's see if that, um, if that'll give you credit. So you'll cut down on your journey a little bit, or you can retake classes if you want. Classes are, um, we keep the cost right around $100. Classes will probably be $90 in the fall. Right now they're $80. Um, uh, and then the price of your book. It's a one-time $60 to sign up, and that just, we start putting together a file, we get transcript things set up. It just covers our costs for all that stuff. That's a one-time cost, and it's a forever thing. So if you quit taking classes and 10 years later, you want to pick up classes again, you're welcome to come. All you have to do is just sign up for a class. Um, if you go into our website, um, actually in your um, folders, in your uh, little bags, um, there is a Minsum brochure, a, a catalog um, that will kind of give you all the, give you the information that you need. Um, and so we want, you know, read that through, see if it's a fit. Um, I, th I think you'll just love it. I really do. And, and again, Minsum is not the only way that you can get classes. I just want to be really clear about that. Or you can combine them. You know, if you've got some brilliant classes, you know, we don't meet in the summer. I can't pay people to come to school in the summer. <laughs> in Minnesota, 12 weeks. Uh -uh. Um, but what we do is we just want to make sure that, um, uh, you know, if you want to get your classes and you want to take some online classes during the summer, please feel free to do so. But we love the relational part of it. Um, have you ever been in a class and you just don't want to ask the question and all of a sudden somebody else asks it and you just kind of go, oh, thank you. <laughs> That's how it is. And, uh, and after a while, you keep seeing the same people. You start making relationships. When you come to conferences like this, you're going to see people you know. It's awesome. It really is. So, again, the, the brochure, our, um, my email is at, um, is at the bottom of the sheet called Follow Your Call on the, on the right-hand side. And um, I'm more than happy to set up a time to talk. I do that quite frequently. Actually, my card is in there. Uh, you can call me on my cell phone after 10 o'clock in the morning. And I do take calls up until about 9 o'clock at night um, because a lot of you work. And, you know, I don't have banker's hours. But don't call me for 10. It won't be pretty. Okay? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding around. Uh, but don't. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, it's, uh, we want to make sure that you, um, you know, you're going to walk out of here maybe with more questions than what we could answer. Um, and so you'll get your educational requirements done. And then a lot of people think, well, good, I graduated. No, that, that's not how it goes. Um, what it, what it does is it helps or it gives you the required um, classes that the Assemblies of God in Springfield, not just even Minnesota or the people in this room, say you have to have uh, in order to apply for credentials. And if that's the route that God is tugging at your heart to do, then this is where Aaron pops in. Okay, so I'll get your Okay, hi everybody. My name is Aaron Corbett. I am the credentialing coordinator. My email is on the bottom of this sheet also if you have any follow-up questions that later, but I'm happy to stay and answer questions later too. Um, so like Pam said, MinSOM's about the educational requirements and you can start the official, and it's actually, most people do start the official credentialing process before you're totally done with school. 
the credentialing process works in a cycle. So yesterday, third, yeah, yesterday morning with the credentialing ceremony, that was the end of a cycle. I'm about to start another cycle in a couple weeks. And so I'm going to go through that cycle with you. But it's described on this paper, hopefully pretty well. Pam and I put this together. And just to try to lay it out on, all on one page, there's a lot of words. It's a lot of details. This is a high overview of it all. So um, educational requirements would be step two. Because ultimately, if you have transcripts, like Pam said, from another school, or we need to make sure it's an Assemblies of God requirement that you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. If you're not with evidence of speaking in tongues, if you're not, it's not like you can never get credentialed, but we need to have a conversation and, and eventually you will have to be able to have that gift before you can be credentialed, but it's not like, it's, yeah. Um, so some, so there's some other things that from step one, that if you have things in your past, we need to talk about them before you start the official process. Divorces we need to talk about, pornography issues we need to talk about, other things. We do, we are not here to say no. We're here to say yes, eventually. You know, we, it's just a process, maybe a few extra steps you need to go to, through before you start the official process. So then the educational requirements, and then the pre-application. The pre-application is online. There's the website right on this list. You can fill that out at any point when you're ready to start contacting me about the official process. So if you have any issues that you need to talk about, go ahead and fill out that pre-application, and it's going to ask you about a lot of these issues. And then I'll follow up with you and say, okay, thanks for filling out your form. I noticed you said yes to this question or you said no to this question, please call me and let, you know, let's set up a time to have a conversation about this. Um, so that's just a great entry point or give me a call um, to talk about any of those issues. So then, so right now I have a big pile of all of those pre-applications and I'm gonna, in the next couple weeks, I'll send out an email to all of those people and I will continue as I get application or the pre-applications filled out, send an email, an official email with an official link to the official, I keep saying official, <laughs> credentialing application paperwork. And all of that is on Moodle. Minsam uses Moodle. And so we use the same account where, where you download all of the paperwork, you fill it up and you upload it. And it's just a little more secure than regular email because you have social security card, numbers on there, birthdays, and some personal information you, that, you know, people just don't want to just openly email. So this is a little bit more secure. Um, one of the requirements with education is internships that Pam, again, is over, at least for Minsam, she's over those. Um, it is its whole own box, even though it is technically an education requirement, because it is a huge piece and it has its own deadlines within the whole process. Um, so, yes, you can do the, in, you do, yeah, most people do the internship. You don't usually, because they take at least six months to go through, and, but take a few classes before you sign up for your internship. Make sure that, yeah. Um, so, you fill out, step five would be that you're filling out the official application documents, getting references. So, on your official application that the general counsel requires, you have to list six or seven different people to give you references. You list them out on there, and then you also email those people saying that I've listed you as a reference, and here's a link that we need you to fill out, and that they fill out that, and it gets automatically emailed to me so that, and then we have presbyters call them. Um, so then all, so the process is gonna open up, the, for the next cycle is gonna open up in the next couple weeks and you have until October 1st to get all of the paperwork, all of the references turned in through Moodle to me. Then you have the exam. There's three exams, um, Bible, Knowledge, doc Assemblies of God Doctrine, and Assemblies of God History and Polity. 
um, at the, the different Bible knowledge and doctrine, no matter what level you're coming in as, you have to take those class, those exams. If you're getting certified, then you don't take the polity exam until you upgrade to license. All of those exams need to be completed no later than November 1st. All of this is laid out here. But you don't have to wait till November 1st to take it. If you get access to the paperwork and fill it out by June, you could take all of your exams in July or August and be all done. Yay! <laughs> and then you don't have to worry about it. And then, so that was uh, step number seven, and it, there's a lot more words and explanations on this paper. And then number eight, is the credentialing seminar and interviews. That's in February every year. So after you've taken and passed all of the exams, then I give your file to a presbyter or elder or one of the district officials, and they, they also review your files, and they call your references, and they, and they call you and have a 30-minute conversation to get to know you and just go over some of the really important questions before you come to the seminar in February. And then you sit, so and then you get to meet other people that are getting credentialed in February, and you get to meet the district officials who are all really nice, and we all want you to get credentialed if you truly have a call of God. We, it's never no; it's always eventually, if not yes. Um, yeah, and and during that in February you have an interview with three presbyters, and then the whole group. After you're done with your interview, they all get together and they discuss all the files and approve most people. And then we send it on to general counsel for one last approval. And then in April, you get to come to district council and walk across the stage and get your credentials. So that's the whole cycle. Does anybody have any questions? That was really a lot of information. <laughs> yeah. You've heard us say about 20 times now, the call of God okay and I think that's got to be the number one thing before we even start a process before we have anything I mean you can take classes I don't care it's great we want you to come and just know more about God and what the Holy Spirit's doing in your life but as you go into if you're thinking that God is called you know you're, you're this tug toward ministry you know ministry sometimes can be really tough I mean it is there are days when it is just mountaintop, but there are days when it stinks, okay? And you know, if you are not called to the ministry, I'm not talking about a job, okay? I'm saying that God has just said, I want, I've chosen you, and I want you to minister for me, okay? That's what we're talking about, and that is like, for instance, when I have my interns, and we're talking about, because I talked to everybody for about an hour before they even start their internship. It's really important that you understand that God has set aside this time for you. God has set aside this time and he has studded it with so many things that he wants you to see about him. And so many things he wants you to see about yourself. And, you know, this call of God is so sacred. And we don't take it lightly. It isn't like we're moving toward a job. You know, gee, I think I'll be the adult leader, uh, adult, or, you know, be the first impressions leader, editing, or whatever. It, 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 it's not, we're not working toward a job, but we're saying, God, I want to serve you with all of my heart and all of my life. And do you guys get that distinction? That's really important. And I think if you're feeling that tug, know it's God is very gently saying just follow me you don't have to have the plan I don't think God works like that <laughs> at least he hasn't in my life but it is about building faith and about building um, you know when he says come and do this we have to believe that he's got his very best for our lives God's got a plan for your life guys and you know he isn't going to give you the whole plan right in front of you and he probably won't give you a good deal of it either because if you're like me, I'll make up the rest. You know, it's like, oh, great, God, let's go. I've got that, <laughs> you know. He wants you to take it one step at a time because he's the one that's not only leading and guiding you into ministry, but he's, he's, he's changing us to be ready for what he has for us. And he has chosen each one of us to do. You know, Ephesians 2.10 is our 
is our verse. You know, that God has created us in Christ Jesus. And I'm just parenthetically going to say he, he's, he's created each one of you very uniquely, strategically, timely, all of that. And then it says, for the work that he has set aside for you. And that's because he trusts you. That's because you said, okay, God, I'm going to call, I'm going to follow this. So when we talk about a call, we're not saying you're chasing after a job or you think, gee, it would be really nice if I were the, you know, nursery director at XYZ Church. That's, that's not what we're talking about. You don't need a credential to do those kinds of things. But God says, I got my, my, my finger on your heart. You know what? That's when we follow that call and see where God takes it. Sorry, I had to do a little motivational thing, but that's so important. And, uh, you know, Pastor Jim will tell you the same thing, you know. I talked about the three-legged stool. Okay, and then I'm going to, we're going to open this up to questions. Okay. Um, so education and then getting your your paperwork and your file and everything ready to be approved. And then Pastor Jim, who is um, the secretary treasurer and the big part of his portfolio uh, at the district office is making sure that um, you are uh, completely vetted, completely approved, works with the um, presbyters for the um, uh, all of the interviews and, and all of that stuff. And so we really work together and we seriously, we want you to be successful. If you've got God's call in your life, I don't want God saying, Pam, you've got me their way. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, we're going to open it up to questions. And so you, we've just dumped a whole lot in your lap. Tell us what, what, what kind of questions you have. That's a, that's a great question. Um, I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, she asked, what's the timeline? Um, average timeline. Okay. If you're going to come in and um, uh, let's just say you want to uh, get credentials with the Assemblies of God. Okay. Um, you could probably do that within a year. Um, there are 10 classes you have to take. You do an internship for six months of that time. And then you're going to be working with Aaron for a great portion of that time. Um, one of the things that I really challenge our students about is that, you know, we have this checklist. It's like, how much can I get out of this? How fast can I get through? What can I skip? You know, it's like, no, we're savoring each one of those. And if, if it's two years, just remember that God's got a timing. You know, we can't, you know, if we're in the wrong place at the wrong time, we're not doing God any, you know, if, then it's our agenda. You know, we just need to be sure that God is, is doing that. So, you know, it depends on, you know, some people here may be, you know, already uh, certified and they want to upgrade to that next level. And I think it's important we talk about the three levels of um, the three levels that are credentials. Okay, the assemblies of God is like, what are you talking about? So there's an entry level, which is a, a certified level. And um, it's a place where you come in, um, you uh, start your ministry. Um, God continues to work on you. A lot of people are working, uh, you know, with their next classes toward, you know, maybe even license. Uh, but it's a time when you get to work and be mentored, um, for some people, that means they're in a, a jail ministry and they need a, a down and dirty, they, they need a credential to get into a jail. This is, you know, they can get that and then they can go in and minister to men and women that are incarcerated. Um, it is, uh, it's an entry level, it's a great place to start. If you have a call on your life and you're not really sure what that is, this is exactly where you should be working on that first level. Then there's a second level, which is uh, again licensed, and this is where um, this is where we say, God, any place, any time, anywhere, I'll drop whatever I'm doing in my life, and I'm going into ministry. Okay, so even at a certified level, you could be doing bivocational. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that it, it isn't necessarily where you're anchored down, but anchored maybe isn't the right word, but you know what I'm saying, is that that license level is where we say, okay, this is my full-time commitment to you, God. This is it. I'm selling everything. I'm doing everything. You know, whatever. Um, and so then um, we have a third level, which is ordination. Okay. 
So um, there's 10 classes at the certified level for education, and the process is the same at each level with the earned. So it's just the same thing, kind of the same cycle. Um, there are nine classes and an internship at a licensed level, and then at the ordained level, which is the highest one, and that is where the Assembly of God, it's, there's two years you have to be in full-time ministry after you're licensed to become ordained, minimally two years, okay? And then, and again, that's when the Assembly of God says, we recognize your ministry, we recognize you, we bless you, and we ordain you and now to come on and conquer the world for Jesus Christ. <laughs> Is that helpful? Okay, so um, I can't put a absolute finger on it, but that kind of gives you an idea. What are the questions? Eight. There's eight classes in an internship for coordination. And in your right. No, she asked about ordination. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 1098. Yep. And in, it's in that catalog that you've got there, and it tells you what classes they are. Right. Right. Yeah, even us, we did not get away with the inflation. Every system we have wants $50 more a month. So, yes. Thank you. Yep, you got to tell me that because I'll get going. Um, it, the question is, um, how? What does the day look like for school? Okay, for uh, a minsong class, we start uh, at eight thirty. Uh, we have praise and worship, and then uh, we have a, a devotion by one of our instructors, and then we break into our uh, classes. Okay, so if you are at the Lakeville, the Southern South uh, Twin City area class. We have three classes going on. One, a certified level class, a licensed level class, and an ordained level class. So every, then everybody breaks up into their own classes and they go over their homework, they take their test, and then usually, and we often we have lunch too. So, you know, all of us that are kind of Norwegian background, we, you know, we really get to know people over a sandwich. You know what I mean? It's food. Food is the conduit. <laughs> two relationships uh, but we we've we've done that because we know that's going to be a time when you really get to know people so lunch is included and then we're done about between 3 and 3 30 depending on the instructor and what they've got but we're out of there at 3 30. does that help great what other questions question is, if she took the class and she failed the test, I never had anybody fail the test. Um, and that would be a really good question. It, it, people fail the class because they don't show up or they don't have their homework done. Um, and this is, it might be a good place for us to talk about how a class is scored. So you get 20 points, uh, there's 100 points. 40 of it is your homework. 40 of it is your test. 20 is showing up and people say well why is that it's like well if you tell me you've got to leave at noon uh, because you know your dog is sick or, i don't know whatever or you have to work it's kind of like no this is a day where you, you got to be there because you have to have five and a half hours minimum in order for me to say yep they've done the class but i'm not going to lie on you so, for accreditation yeah yeah okay Yes. Right. Um, what he's asking, he, he's, he, he, <laughs> I got this one. <laughs> he is asking about the, the classes at each location and the number of classes. So, for instance, if you're just starting off, we say that notice on there there are 100 classes, 200 classes, and 300 classes. 
100 is certified level, that lead trade level class. The 200 classes are licensed level classes. And the third one, and that's only at Lakeville, St. Cloud and Cloquet both have first and second level classes. But because we don't have a lot of people that get ordained, I mean, a lot of people didn't get ordained yesterday, and a lot of them have got university degrees and that type of thing. We, we don't have that many. We've got like about six people right now, I think, that are in the ordained level. I can't do it in all three locations. So what we do is we concentrate everything at Lakeville. And so did I answer that question? Okay, yeah. So, right. Okay. Right. Okay. So every, oh, sorry, every class is offered at every location, but at a different time of the year. So, like, for example, when I went through Minsam, I couldn't come to the March class in Lakeville. So I found, figured out that it was offered in January in St. Cloud. So I drove up to St. Cloud to pick up that class in January. So they rearrange the schedule for those purposes. So you can hop between the different locations to fit your schedule. Yes, they're all there. It's just a different order between the different locations. And I think the, the beautiful part about that too is that, for instance, June is a month where people just, they've got weddings, they've got anniversaries, they've got graduations proms i mean it's it, it's a busy busy month and so if they can't take a class they can just jump into another class at another location or just take it the following year you don't have to take a class every month we we suggest that because you get kind of a cadence you know it's kind of like okay i'm in this you know if i drop out am i gonna you know we don't want you to fall on the wayside and say eh, you know but it, it really helps. Students say they love this because it keeps them on track to keep their classes. But we understand that life happens and that uh, you're not going to make it sometimes. So you're good. Yeah. Yeah. So the question that she asked is if she missed a class and, you know, that maybe it wasn't offered enough time to stay in within the cycle of the things that she's doing or, or to do that, could she take a Berean class? And that is an absolute yes. Yeah. And um, now some of the classes at Berean are named a little different. Like we do Life of Christ, they do Synoptic, Ops, uh, synoptic Gospels. Um, we have that information both Aaron and I, uh, of what, what the name of the class is. So if you did want to take a class of self-study, we could do that. Um, we'll, we'll help you choose what it is. Right. The question was, um, we have uh, loca each location um, is on a different weekend. So, for instance, um, the first Saturday of every month, we have two classes going on, one in Spanish at downtown Minneapolis. That's our fourth location. Um, and so, um, and let me just say, if you know folks that are of Hispanic um, or Spanish, uh, you know, the Hispanic descent that are really looking to um, get education, um, we find that the, the Spanish population in Minnesota is growing so fast and we want to train people we've got about 22 people in our Spanish class right now that is and I'll get your question I promise <laughs> but um, and it is flourishing and we've got amazing teachers so if you know anybody give them a nudge um, and we can get you the Spanish stuff now to your question um, so the first weekend is Span uh, Spanish downtown Minneapolis and St. Cloud the second weekend 
and it guys sometimes this is it changes a little bit because like April and November are kind of dicey you know you got to watch it but we follow the same classes every month every year so if we have um, life uh, uh, life of Christ in January in at Lakeville it's going to be January every year okay so it's not going to be all over the board Second weekend is um, St. Cloud in Spanish. Uh, St. Cloud. No, I beg your pardon. First weekend is St. Cloud in Spanish. Second is Cloquet. And the third is Twin Cities Lake. Okay. Yes, who are you, sir? question is, can you double up and take two classes in a month, you know, to stay on track? I'm going to say yes, and then I'm going to say don't. Okay. Um, some classes are a little bit lighter fare. Uh, you know, I'll just say that, like uh, uh, Spirit Empowered Church is not a heavy, heavy class. Um, we do have a class called Systematic Theology that will knock you, uh, it, it's a big book. And it's, uh, it, it is our, probably our, our most challenging class. It's a great class, but it's very challenging. And so if you're going to do that, we're just call. And I'll just say, you know, if you can do it, do it. We do have people that double up. They are, you know, they're a rag afterwards. But um, if you need to do that, you know, we'll, we, can, we can take good care of you. Okay? Yeah. It's a mid-south street over here. I just wanted to. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm going to say, oh, the question was, is there a college that takes the classes that we give because we are a non-accredited school that would accept our classes? I'm going to say, I want you to read between the lines, maybe, soon. We're working on that right now, and we'll just see what happens. We're very, um, we're very optimistic about that. So, um, but right now, no. Uh, oh, goodness. Can you be in a non-accredited school with the GI Bill? Okay. Um, this is the way, uh, the question is, Can you, does the GI Bill apply to the, the um, payment of your classes? What we do is you go online and you give them a credit card number and we don't care how that gets paid. That's you. Know, you. <laughs> That's a great question though. That's an awesome question. Yeah, and I don't know how you would do that, but we would give you the paperwork and everything that shows, you know, yeah, okay. Anybody else? I know there's questions up there. Gosh, you guys, it, you know, it. it is, um, and I, I'm just, this is going to sound funny, but really, it is so cool to be in a room with people who say, I feel the tug of God in my heart. Do you know that just makes me almost cry? You know, to think that the God of the universe that put together everything he has called you, is tugging at you because he trusts you and he loves you and you were created so beautifully to do the work that he set aside for you. Pastor Jim, are we, do we have a goal? Sit. man. 
great question. So, um, if you go back to, well, no, they're going to know the answer as we talk. So, uh, if you go back to the start of the Assemblies of God, the Assemblies of God was actually made up of Methodist, Baptist, Episcopalian. I mean, there's a whole like a whole bunch of different denominations that felt that where they were at, they were being told that women couldn't. Or they were experiencing the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but they were told you can't do that. That wasn't for today. That's how the Assemblies of God started. And so when I go and talk about this stuff, I, I was asked to speak at, when I was pastoring in Rochester, Minnesota for 16 and a half years. They had me speak at the minister's gathering that we have with all the different ministers. And he said, I want you to speak about uh, the Assemblies of God and how you came, guys came about and when I got up front, I said, I just want you to know that I'm you. Because the Assemblies of God was started by you guys. All the denominations that came together and said, we need to do something different. Okay. So my encouragement to you is this. The Assemblies of God was a missions organization from the beginning. Still strong. The Assemblies of God had women that in the beginning probably were more dominant than the men. Women were, single ladies were going overseas on their own. Single women, a lady from Canada, came down to Minnesota and started Rochester Assembly of God. Rochester Assembly is there because of a woman from Canada felt the call of God. So you just need to understand the dynamics that don't put God in a box in the sense of this is what I've learned. Because a lot of what I've learned is probably not necessarily scriptural. And even in the assemblies, we do traditional things still. So even the assemblies falls into this trap of being traditional, and this is the way we do it, this is the why we do it. We always want to come back to the scripture. So I just want to encourage you, you're not alone, okay? You're not the only one that's grown up in that environment. I mean, there's people that have gone through because they were in Pentecostal holiness movements and they couldn't cut their hair. If you heard the speaker talk the other night, they couldn't cut their hair, they couldn't wear makeup, they couldn't wear earrings, they had to have long dresses, and that's still good. You can do that today. We don't. It's not an issue for the Assemblies of God, but you are going to have Assemblies of God churches that do wear makeup. Here's the other part of it. A lot of the Assemblies of God churches today are really, you've got the spectrum. You They might feel like a Presbyterian church, some of them. And then some of them, they're like crazy, man. They're jumping off the, the wall. Like, what is going on in here? you got this wide spectrum, and it usually comes down to the leader. It's the DNA of the pastor that's leading it because that's how God shaped him. So we are, a, we are a fellowship, right? We are a fellowship of a multi-mishmash group of people. And so I just want to encourage you that even though you might have those convictions, like uh, it's okay, number one, and it's okay to walk that road. Uh, but you need to deal with it yourself because you're a woman. And if you don't think women should be in ministry... And you need to deal with that before you take any classes. Just really spend some time with God and say, God, what are you saying to me? Uh, but as for the Assemblies of God, part of the reason we're here is because of ladies. And so we don't deny that, right? We don't deny it, but yet we also have people in churches today that they don't feel comfortable with a lady pastor. Therefore, they won't go to that church. And it's okay. Does that make sense? So I'm not sure I'm answering it 100%. Do you want me to go down a different trail uh, in that? Yeah. Right, right. And then even like the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's only happened a couple times since I've been in the office four years where somebody's gone through, and this is a, one of them was a North Central student, and then we've had a couple of Minsom students that really were struggling trying to figure this out. Um, but you, because the Assemblies of God was, in a sense, founded on the baptism and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, it is, it is, we, can, we will not, they will not change the, the DNA. And so they won't, they, they didn't start it years ago and they won't start it now. It has to be something that you understand, that you've experienced it, and you can actually say, this is what the initial physical evidence really means. If you can't do that, you really shouldn't be standing in the pulpits or in the classrooms of the Assembly of God churches teaching on it because it will just cause confusion. So um, I would just encourage you that it's a great journey here. And you're not alone. 
and we all have our own little idiosyncrasies, right? So, uh, any, any further on that question? I think it's you being comfortable with the Scripture and comfortable with what the Holy Spirit is saying for you. You will not hurt my feelings if you said, Jim, I just don't think I fit. And then I'll say, I've got friends that are in the Methodist Church or friends in the uh, Christian Missionary Alliance, amazing people, Foursquare. I will refer you because if you fit better in there, here's the thing. When we get to heaven, there are not going to be sections that says all Assemblies of God people are over here, all Baptists are over here. No, it's going to be we're all together that believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. And all of these 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 things that we've kind of debated over the years, you know, it it's just fluff when it comes down to it. That's a great question. And if you want to call me, we can talk more. All right, any other questions on that topic? Did we answer that okay? Because some of you are like, oh, what's he saying? Yeah. Yep, yep. question is, um, during the pandemic, we we had to pivot quickly and go online because we just could not safely uh, have classes. And we were following CDC and the district. And, I mean, we just were watching everything. Um, so the question is, uh, would we continue with that? Our charter with the Assemblies of God says that we will meet in person. And that's so important because of the relational part of that. Now that we have all of the classes digitized, if there's a snowstorm on Friday night and they're going to get two feet of snow in Cloquet, I'm going to call everybody that night and say, hey, guess what? We're on Zoom tomorrow morning. I have that flexibility, but it's not. It's an exception to the rule instead. Yeah. We do have one class that we will do. It's an, an ordination class that we probably will do at Zoom only because of the instructor that we have just physically can't come to Lakeville to do that. So I have to get permission to do that. Um, and again, I, the, the relational part of this is so important. Postage stamps on a screen isn't real relational. We tried to make it work. Um, but yeah, um, three classes would be the way I would probably fill in as much as I would love to have you uh, in class. I've even tried to see if we could do a hybrid where we would have people in the classroom and then people on the screen. And um, all of our locations are not set up for that, so it, it just it turned into a nightmare. So, okay. Other questions? Yes. Yeah, so if you're getting credentialed and you are married or you're engaged, we want them to come with you. If they're not being interviewed, you are. But they're part of that because if you're being called, guess what? They're part of it. So our spouses are a part of the call, whether they like it or not, you know. Uh, it's just the way it goes. If your spouse isn't, we've had those a couple of times where we still say we want you to come. If they choose to say, I'm not coming, we're not going to punish you. You just say, Jim, I tried my best. I can't make him. I'm coming on my own because I know I'm called. And then we will walk with you. But it, we do require, if at all possible. Good question. Any other questions? Yes, ma'am. So the couple of the individuals that I've dealt with, what I was telling you about, three or four of them, uh, I have them go meet with their pastor. They talk with their pastor. The pastor's praying with them. We encourage the individual to start fasting and praying on their own, specifically for that gift. Uh, we also have a pastor in the Twin Cities that has a, a message that he's done. It's amazing. He's talk, he talks about it. Very clear. It's just really positive one. And then he's even willing to sit down and talk as well and pray we just believe that it will happen. 
if you ask God for this, I, we believe it will happen. It's just maybe not in our timing. We will not punish you. Okay, so just know that. Good question. We've had uh, students that um, we have a, a, a class where we do the 16 fundamentals of the Assemblies of God, and then the last half of the class is really on the baptism in the Holy Spirit as speaking in tongues. And he takes us through that seminar. In fact, we've had students that have received baptism there. Um, we have a, a good friend from Rochester who he was, he just has been praying and praying and praying. Man, God, he is awesome. Takes a bunch of kids up to kids camp and they're um, inviting kids up to get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He gets filled in the seats. <laughs> God is so amazing. And, you know, I, I just think that the more that we, like, get wrapped around the axle with it, the more that we get sort of clumped about it, you know. It, God wants you to have it. It's a gift, he says. It's a gift. And it's a gift of power for you to do the things that you need to do um, in your call. And so uh, I would, it, it comes. It'll happen. It really does. What other questions? Has this been helpful? And I know that there's probably, it raises more questions than, than answers, but, you know, we just, uh, we just want to tell you that we are here to help. We want, we want you to fulfill that call out of your life. And we'll do anything it takes to help you get through the process. Okay, do you want to? Sure. Anything else before we stop? So, uh, we would be honored to have you pursue credentials okay uh, when I was a kid I stuttered my first message my first message when I spoke in my dad's church I was preaching in my dad's church and I was stuck I was like not, 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 like this and my dad's sitting in the front row going he's like see, you could see him like read going and he's saying the word for me and I couldn't get it out like, how can I go into the ministry? When, and I, I was pursuing this, right? Here's what I'm, I'm trying to tell you. It'll all be okay. God takes care of those he calls. He will equip you. He will enable you. And he will use you in ways that you've never dreamed possible. So, you know, put your hands. In fact, why don't we just close by this? Why don't you take your hands and just put it in the shape of a cup? See, if I go like this... That means it's my, my deal. But when I go like this, it's all about him filling my cup. All right, so I'm just going to pray for you right now. Father, in Jesus' name, I now pray for each individual in this room. Every one of them are coming from a different slant, a different angle, a different background, different ideas and questions and comments, and just maybe just trying to figure it all out. I am so glad that the book's been written. This is not a surprise to you. And I pray that you would now guide their steps. So we, we ask that you would fill our cup in a sense, Lord. Fill us to overflowing. Pour the oil of the Lord upon each one of us. And may we be refreshed today. And God, for those that are called, I pray that they would be touched by the power of the Holy Spirit. And when they go home today, they would say, something's happening in my life. And I pray, Lord, as they hunger and thirst after you, the Bible says that, that they will meet you. And they will find you. And when they find you, you're going to do amazing, incredible things. So, Father, we now pray a blessing upon our time together. And we just thank you for all this conversation today. Bless the rest of this day, we pray in your precious name. And everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you. You can call either one, any of us, or you can email us if you have any questions.